3: in this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
0: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
3: it's time for pass the salt with a coach dave daubenmeyer
0: hey morning friday morning 27th I, can, I to out. 27th day of what is it september are you kidding me? Twenty seventh day of September. Show number two thousand something. Something really, really high. October. O- October? No, it's not October. Jeez. November. October twenty seventh. I'll be I'll be seventy one a month from yesterday. Seventy one. Show number two thousand and nine. And you know what really is on my heart? This is gonna be good. Really, I'm good. Hey, gonna do communion. We're gonna do some communion. Okay. And uh, I'm going to ask a question right now, and then I'm going to jump off. I'm going to run. And a uh, Spencer, John, Spencer, it is I guess this morning. Get that, uh, get that video essentially. sent you. Just, it just doesn't say this. Yeah, get that thing up there real quick. Because I'm, I'm going, I'm going to lead with this real quick. Uh, Joe Carico, thanks for getting up this morning with us. Joe, let me, let me lay a foundation here
5: a little bit for as we dive into this stuff. Right? Uh, um, are you saved? Are you saved? Now, now, look, look, I'm not asking whether or not you go to church. I'm
0: not asking whether or not you were raised Baptist. I'm not asking whether or not you were, you've been in church your whole life. I'm not asking whether or not you've followed every one of those Catholic rules and every day of holy, holy day of obligation. If you didn't eat meat on Friday and uh, I'm not asking about anything. Are you saved? Are you saved? And you know, I'll be honest. Until I got saved, I didn't even know what I meant. I didn't even know what I meant. And I, I ran around. No, that's not the right word. I just lived my life. If somebody would have asked me if I was a Christian, I would have said, "Of course I am. Of
5: course I am. I was born one." In fact, I've had a lot of people say, "Well, I, I was born Methodist." Oh, well, I see the problem, dude. Yeah, you're born again. They yeah, get born again. And I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but it it
0: just becomes more real to me every day how many people who say they are believers that I run into that I know my spirit testifying to their spirit, they are not saved. They're Christians, they say, but they're not saved by the way, vote no on issue one wearing my shirt here this morning. This is all lies and deceptions, right? It's all lies and deceptions. And people get all to say, oh, we gotta we gotta go do this, and we gotta go stand on the corner and hold this side, and I'm all, all for all that. But you better understand this: they're gonna cheat.
5: They are going to cheat. We're not gonna show up and they're gonna cheat. Just I'm just telling you the truth. So I uh uh
0: here's where the Lord's leading me today. I want you to be thinking about this.
5: Uh, after Joe, after Joe leads us in communion. Um uh, I want to hear salvation testimonies. Now, as I always say, I want to hear your story, not your life story.
0: But I said to Michelle, just as I came down here, just before I came down, walked down the steps. Michelle, can you point at the time when you were born again? Can you, can you, do you know when that was? And she said, well, I don't know the time, the day, but I can tell you where I was when it happened. And I'm wondering how many of you white here
5: right now can say that? Say, oh well, I did catechism when I was sixth grade. What? I was eating worms when I was sixth grade. What do you mean when you were sixth grade? And I'm not, I'm not
0: making fun of whether or not you received Christ and His covering was over you. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. No, no, no. Can you point? I believe everybody watching here right now could point at the moment they were born. Gene, when were you born? Gene Schroeder, when were you born? Physically. When were you born, Gene?
5: In
6: November, the day before your birthday.
0: November 25th? Yes. What year? 48. You were born on November 25th, 1948. You were born. Betty, when were you born?
7: February 16th, 1958. February
0: sixteenth, nineteen fifty-eight. Why well, you're a young, you're a young little pony,
5: huh? Joe Carrico, when were you born? Six six fifty-seven. Six six fifty-seven. I'm older than all you guys. Okay, so then I would say, okay, good. When were you born again? And you'll say, oh, uh, oh. Uh, Well, I, I just always was. Really? <laughs> so then you were just always born,
0: right? It just, you just happened to pop out. I just happened to pop out November 26, 1952. I just always was. What, what are you talking about? The day I entered the earth was November 26, 1952. When did you enter the kingdom, by the way? When did you enter the kingdom? When did you get born again into the kingdom? You say, well, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well then, I'm gonna tell you something. If you don't know when you were born again, I don't know if you were. Now, hang on.
5: I'm not That's talking true. about
0: being able to quote to me the date because I can't tell you the date. Although my sister wrote it in my Bible, I've told you that guys that before. It's written right here in my Bible. My born again date was. Hang on. I'd hold it up if you believe me. One twenty eight eighty seven. One twenty eight. Eighty-seven. Now I'm going to show you a video. Then I'm going to come back for the video, and Joe's going to lead us in communion. But I want you to ask yourself this: Did this happen to you? Go ahead and play it.
8: Are you changed? So my brain. change up
0: off, you get it, right? You get it, right? Can you point to a time when your life changed? I can. I can point to a time.
5: I was raised in church. My whole life I was in church. And then I got born again.
0: It wasn't just something that fell on me because I happened to go to church every day. And the pastor preached good sermons and I was in my youth group. And we prayed before Thanksgiving meal. We gave everybody presents on Christmas, and we sang "Holy, Holy, oh, Holy Night." Your life changed. Have you changed? And I'm telling you, the churches are full of people who have
5: not changed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into some of this after Joe leads us in communion. Go ahead, Joe.
4: Thanks for getting up. You're welcome, Coach. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews, therefore, strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus then said unto them, Hmm. verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whosoever shall eat my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at that last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so that he eateth me, even shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead he that eateth of this bread shall live forever
0: amen so let me break in there real quickly joe i took communion my whole life and didn't know jesus can somebody say amen out there is there anybody else that can say that
8: amen
0: my whole life and didn't know the lord go ahead joe Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, I think that you're not unique in that situation, Coach. It's a heck of a lot more than a little piece of, than a cracker and, and some juice. Amen. Um, let me, let's say a prayer to get us started today. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name we come to you. with our flawed lives as they are, that we come to you as sons of God, having been saved by your son and his amazing sacrifice that we really cannot really comprehend what he went through. And we come to you this day Grateful to be in it with you Grateful to be in it together Grateful that our lungs are full And our hearts are beating And the sun has risen Or is close to doing so Depending where we are And We are in challenging times Lord But we fear not Because that is your command But moreover because of the faith That we have We know that you Are protecting us And guiding us and so as we uh, examine ourselves before we're taking holy communion, we ask you to forgive us our sins and our transgressions and to bring us, bring us cleansed into your sight. And help us, Lord, to walk, talk, think, act, and be as Jesus would be were he in our lives and our situation. Let those we come across and those who we meet and interact with get a glimpse or see Jesus or think, this person is a Christian. And let us do that as a matter of course as we walk through the day, taking captive every thought so that only those from You, Lord, remain. And we please bless this bread and this drink representing the body and the blood of our Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. 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 Let me hang right here a second, Joe. Amen. Let me hang here right a second. I saw, uh, I've seen several things on the internet regarding our new speaker of the house. And you know what they're saying? You know what all of them are saying? He's a
5: spirit-filled man. Now, hang on a minute. How come I recognize that? How come you don't hear them saying that about other guys?
0: Mike Johnson is a spirit-filled man. I saw over and over on the Internet. And I wonder how many of those other
5: guys... In that Congress are churchgoers, but not spirit-filled men. Cause, baby, that ain't the same thing. Go ahead, Joe.
4: Okay. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, "Take, eat. This is my body."
0: The words I say unto you, they are spirit.
4: And he put the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine, until that day when I drink Mm -hmm. with you in my Father's kingdom.
5: Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Joe. Thank You're you, welcome, sir. Thank, Thank you, Joe. Joe.
9: Thank you, Joe.
0: All right, stop it now. It's a privilege. I know it is. I know it is. So uh, let me let me
5: kind of double back. There's a couple things I want <clears throat> to I want to, uh, I really want to kind of touch on today. I'm, trying, I'm, I'm listening here. I'm listening here. <clears throat> Once saved, always saved. Some of the stuff that they've taught us.
0: What? Hang on. Hang on. I was a little Catholic boy, sixth grade. What would I be, 12? When I was confirmed into the Catholic Church. That's confirmed. Confirmation. Big celebration where everybody came and watched me be confirmed, and we went home and we had a family meal. Everybody know somebody Catholics out to know, and they they told me my whole life, oh, well, not my whole life, but that you know I was now a child of God because I was con it was confirmed, <laughs> it's confirmed. I can conf- they confirmed it and I confirmed it. I'm I'm a child of God, and I walked my whole up till I was thirty. Eight years, well, you're What year? 1970, what year was it? How old was I? Bear with me here. 1987, I was 37 years old. On oh, my wife's birthday, by the way, 128. 128. So I was born in 52. That's 35 years old. And I lived my whole Christian life and had no idea what it mean, meant to be born again. Oh, that's confirmed. And if you're asking me if I was I saved, I wouldn't even know what you're talking about. Anybody out there say amen? No one put that. You, I wouldn't even know what they're talking about. So I was confirmed. Well, confirmed what? Well, I was confirmed into the church. Confirmed what? What does that even mean? And it wasn't until um, I think I've shared this with you. I was born again in the Billy Graham crusade in 1960. I don't know when it was. And Jet Stadium in Columbus, Ohio. Walk forward, receive Christ. Nobody discipled me. Nobody told me what that even meant. And I believe, even though I was a hellion, I believe the Lord had a protection around me. I believe probably at that moment I was born again, but I didn't know what it meant. I walked the aisle. I said the prayer. I was, I meant it in my heart. I was, but then I was drug up on the beach and rotted away like an old fish. They they reeled me in. They put me on the rolls. of those got saved at the Billy Graham Crusade, but I I laid there and rotted for twenty more years and then on that 12887 that night when i walked that aisle something changed in me some of you know what i'm talking about some of you don't even know some some of you have no idea what i'm talking about you say well i've been a christian my whole life or i had one guy tell me i was born a methodist i said dude that explains it you got to get born again dude what yeah you got to get born from on high you got you got that was just spirit spirit, man. You're born an old natural man, November 26, 1952. My parents took me to church, and I, yeah, I played the role. I played the game. I I sinned on Saturday night and went to mass on Sunday morning, confessed my sin. Anybody say amen? Huh? huh? I was about as lost as a man could get. Had no understanding idea. And there's some of you who are watching this show right now who have never been born again you got religion Mm. been born again it's not your fault nobody explained it to you 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 might even go to church where they don't even believe that you have to be born again or don't even believe in the born again experience and uh, that's why there's no power in the church Jesus said that you have a form of godliness. Maybe it was Paul. You look like a Christian. You smell like a Christian. You talk like a Christian. You have a form of it. But you ain't got any power. And the scripture says, those who have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof from such men turn away. I'm telling you, some of you folks have been in a church for a long time, where the pastor ain't even born again. I mean, I'm not going. I'm not going to take you there, right? Nicodemus shows up. Where is that? Where's the story of Nicodemus? Where is that? That's is that John three? That's John three, I think. John three. Yes,
1: John three, Coach.
0: Nicodemus. Who was he? Uh, he was the bishop. He was he was the big cheese. He was a head of the denomination. And Nicodemus shows up, a Pharisee, by the way. He was a Pharisee. That means he was a big cheese in the church. He's a ruler of the Jews. And there's Jesus out there saying something they don't like hearing. And Nick came to him at night and said, Rabbi, another calls him the teacher. We know that your teacher comes from God because nobody can do what you do. Jesus said to them, verily, verily, I unto you, Nick, except a man be born again, you ain't going to get this. You ain't going to understand it, Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is drawn back. He says, well, how, how, what? how can a man be born when he's old? What are you talking about, Willis? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb, be born? And if Jesus had a ball hat on, he'd have said, oh, my goodness. Dude. Verily verily, I say to you, said, but man be born of water and of the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom. Because that which is flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Don't be shocked that I tell you, you got to be born again, dude. Because the wind blows and you feel the sound of it and you can see all that stuff. And you don't know where it came from and you don't know where it goes. That storm blew through here. So that's the way it is with the spirit. And Nicodemus said, how can this be? What are you talking about? And Jesus said unto him, dude, you know all the rules and regulations. You follow all those things and you don't know this? Verily, verily, send to you, we speak that we do know and testify about what we have seen, yet you don't get it. He said, if I've told you earthly things, and you don't believe, why am I wasting my time telling you heavenly things? You must be born again. Spirit. The words that I say to you, they are
5: spirit. It's, a, it's something we don't understand. God spoke and something happened.
0: So I'm not trying to guilt trip anybody here. because You know, you could tell me this story back in 19, whatever. I wouldn't have known. I would have no idea what you're talking about. The Bible says the natural man receives not the things of the spirit. The natural man. See, your mind can't conceive spiritual issues. Right? Yeah. That's why you see so much confusion. Because people don't have the spirit, the holy spirit spirit to filter information through. And so they wear masks, take jabs, go to church and do it. Because why? And been born again. Or if they've been born again, they've stopped listening to that. Small, still voice
5: called your conscience. So I, here's
0: what I'd like to do. I, want, I don't want to hear your story, but your life, I don't want to hear your life story. I want somebody to tell me about the change in their life. I want you to tell me when you received Christ and your life changed. Gene, you're the first guy up. I don't know if that's what you wanted to say, but you're the first one up. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, I just want to say I had a complete different experience than you had. I was 12 years old, and I had le- lived an innocent life. And I just was asked in Sunday school class, do you want to accept the Lord? And it sounded like, a g- yeah, I, because I've been going to Sunday school, and I wanted to, to know him more. But – it would take me 15 minutes to explain what has all went through my life before I really understood
8: Boom. The, the Lord. That's right. What happened Gene? I,
6: I wasn't saved that instant like you were. Or anyway, I didn't have the experience. Well,
0: I was older though, Gene. I was older, yeah. right? I was in my right. 30s. Right.
6: Okay. And I, because my dad wasn't saved before I was. And when I saw him, the change in his life, I couldn't believe. I don't know if I'm saved or not, but I it'd take me a while to explain how oh, I. I, I no,
1: I got you right.
0: I'm huh? saved, but I'm not like that guy. That guy's crazy, right? Yeah. You,
6: huh? Yeah, and you that, got a point. There. Yes.
0: Amen. That's why the Bible says to work out your own salvation. Amen. You in own, amen. from that yeah. some different ways, right? But then exactly. you have to ask yourself: well, Are you really born again? Does the Spirit of God really dwell inside you? And if He does, have you ever plugged Him in? Have you ever Amen. probably in and used him? Because you can have a brand new uh, generator and just sit over there in the corner, which I have one sitting right over there in the corner. Ain't no power coming out of it at all. But they say, Coach, do you have a generator? Oh, yeah, I got one. I, got one. Well, I sure do. Cost me $480. I got me a good old generator. Yeah, do you ever use it? Well, use it. Well, I set a coffee mug on top of it. So it is with the spirit of God. Joanne then Tracy. Sorry, Joanne. I'm waiting for you to get up and get your coffee for a no, call.
9: Um, I just want to say I was I was saved through the prayers of my family, my daughter and her, her husband. And it was um, April 23rd, 2002. And I felt that I had no change in my life. You know, I've been going to church and I couldn't see any difference. I said, Lord, if there's a difference, please show me. And that afternoon, my husband called me a Jesus freak. And I said, hallelujah. Amen. What about the change? huh? When they start hating
0: you, you know
10: you got it. Tracy, come on in. I think you need to have like a month of testimony shows, Coach, because it can't be said in five seconds. That's right. and by but, the way, um,
0: the Bible says that you overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. The most powerful vehicle you have is your testimony. Go ahead, Tracy. Right.
10: I thought I was saved like 30 years ago. Like others have said, you know, you go up to the church uh, and you you kneel at the altar and you think you, you're you saved, but nobody tells you what you need to do. But How do you I, plug it
1: in, right? How do I plug exactly. it in? Exactly. So for?
10: I didn't live the life for the Lord for all those years. But uh, in December 11th, 2020, he put me in your van. Of a bunch of crazy past assault people. And I began my transformation then. And then a year later, October 8th, 2021, is when I gave my life to the Lord. And I live for him every day. He's first before anything else. And I could go on and on about how my life has
0: changed. Wait a minute. Do you mean to tell me you were a Christian
10: and then got saved? Yeah, amen.
8: Well, I'll, yep. be darned. I'll
10: be darn. <laughs> See, Christian- I thought I could go to the bars and drink and dance and, yeah. and get married and divorced and I was forgiven. I, I mean that's exactly yeah. what I thought all those years, and it's not even close to being yeah. true.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so, such free, right? Jesus uh, that form of godliness. You got a form of, you look like a Christian, Casey. Yeah, we'll forgive you. Yeah, yeah, well, see, you You know why there's easy believism? Because people have never really died to themselves. They're still in control of their lives. They've never surrendered to the Lord. They've never been born again. Betty, come on in.
7: Uh, yes, I, I believe it was uh, Sunday night on 1970. I was in a child trafficking slave farm for 10 years, and I had tried committing suicide twice. So we went to church. A Lutheran church, it was an evangelist there, and I'm sitting there. He's a talking saying, Come on up. And my foster mom said, If you go up there, you'll be sorry. Well, when I woke up, I was up front, I had a flow through me like a blood transfusion. Oh, I tell you, I knew I was changed because at that moment I knew I was 13 because I was thinking, If they kill me tonight because I did this, I know where I'm going, and yes. I only Five more years of this. So I know I will survive because God will get me through this. And I did. And he made me stronger. But she never touched me, which I was surprised because I figured I would end up in the next state. But, hey, praise God. (laughs) I was changed in an instant. I knew I was changed.
0: And then they can't wait to get you into the church and suck all that zeal of the Lord out of you. Anybody Anybody want to say amen? Huh? Huh? Why? Because you're surrounded by people who aren't born again. They don't understand. Oh, now wait a minute. They may be born again, but they ain't never plugged in the power. They ain't never plugged it in
8: mm-hmm.
0: because they don't understand it. They they don't understand it. Folks, listen. I used to be able to tell you. I could run down every player for the New York Yankees, the Cincinnati Reds. I could tell you every football game and who they play this week, and every everyone. And I'm telling you right now, I I couldn't tell you diddly squat about sports. I know the Buckeyes are winning. Other than that, I don't care. Why? Because something inside me changed. The zeal of the Lord did it. I couldn't turn that, I suppose I could. I couldn't turn that spigot off. I'd rather have, I'd rather, as my dad used to say, I'd rather go sit
5: on, on a stump in Frodonia than hang around a bunch of non-believing Christians. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather
0: go isolate myself than sit around that mockery. I don't want to do it. Julie, come on in.
2: Good show. Um, okay. I was like you, coach. I went to a Christian a Church of Christ and I went through confirmation. I had no Whoa, idea. Your breath, then. You're good. I 12, yeah, I was 12 years old and I had no idea about Jesus. Well, later in life, um, I lost my mom and dad in an early age. My dad. Passed away congestive heart failure. My mom passed away four months later drug overdose. Wow!
0: Wow! And
2: I was so angry at my mom, you know, because I heard all these stories of the things that she did when I was little, and I just like I couldn't forgive her. And my daughter was going to church with her best friend, so she told me to come to church, and it was this spirit-filled church, you know, the crazy ones. Yep. And um that's when that scripture said, "I knit you in." you know, your mother's womb formed you before the foundation of the earth. And God says, I have you, I've carried you this all this way. And that was the scripture and what he said, downloaded me that, you know, when I was changed. And then six months later, I gave up smoking and you know, all this stuff just happened.
0: So fruit (laughs) followed your salvation, huh? Fruit followed your salvation. Interesting. So in other words, you got saved, you got born again, and you changed? What? I th- I wanted to get born again so the Lord would bless everything that I had already planned. I wanted him to, I got born again
2: so he would bless everything I'm doing. Amen. One more thing, Coach. Through tragedy, he brings triumph.
5: Right.
0: He does. He does. We don't explain, expect- we can't explain it can't explain it steve come on in
3: so i'm on the job site and i got a boss that uh was spent too much time on the golf course and, and making empty promises and to the owners of the of the hospital and uh i'm stressing uh, because we're three months behind schedule and the lord says to me hey when are you going to finally surrender to me and I'm, I'm i'm going through it logically i said well we're three months behind schedule i don't know how you're going to pull this one off but i said okay <laughs> and I I surrendered to him and all that all that uh, anxiety and all that left me and I was filled with joy, energy, uh, you name it. And um when, when I finally surrendered and it was it was great and it has been and
0: And Steve, then you surrendered to him and lost your stinking job.
3: Yes. <laughs> after after witnessing about four hundred men and women over a period of uh, a couple of years, two years, three
5: years.
0: Something changed, didn't it, Steve? Something yep, changed, yep. huh? Yep. You and by the way, there ain't no such thing as a spirit filled church, it's spirit filled people. Okay, stop yeah. using the terms the world gives us. I, I you know. are spirit filled, and when you go into the church, the spirit of God comes into that church. That spirit isn't there waiting on you, you bring it in, amen. All of us bring it in,
1: Dale. Well, hallelujah, Coach. I feel like it's the end of John. There's not enough books to be written. But December 5th, 1989, at 9.05, Coach, 9.05 at night, I got transformed, Mm. removed from drugs, cracked cocaine, drinking. I used to pour beer in my cereal, drink a bottle of Jack Daniels for lunch, and a bottle of 151 for dinner. You can ask Michelle, brother. That was me. When I got saved... One week later, coach, I was in Tijuana. I don't even speak Spanish, but I was doing puppets and people were getting saved through the translation. Brother, it was an incredible moment. But I want to say this thing about the generator. Coach, you know, that was that was a boom moment. Most Christians treat their Christianity or treat God like a generator. Do you know when they want to plug them in? When there's an emergency, yeah. when the and- lights are out, then they want to run to that thing and plug it in right amen amen
0: amen amen Amen. and the thing is i don't know about you i try to stay plugged into that thing the whole time and what what do you find out the average folks the average christian they 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 think you're crazy they cannot get it why because they have a form of godliness They know how to follow all the rules and regulations and even maybe speak the
5: right words. They might even speak the right words. Can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit has made me, I don't want to say fearless because I'm like everybody else. I have fear. But the Holy Spirit conquers my fear. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. There's something
0: wrong with staying afraid and the Holy Spirit gives me the
5: ability to not be afraid. No, no, I didn't say that right, to overcome my fear. Look, I don't care what you think. I don't care. I want you to like me, I don't care, I don't care. I do what I do, what the Holy Spirit's done for me. I'm not gonna deny him. I'm not going to say something that's true
0: simply because I might offend you. What? Deny the Lord because I don't want to hurt your feelings? Sorry, that trade don't work. Clay, come on up.
11: Hey, yeah, I've said this before. Uh, I was a teenager, and uh, my uncle was uh, giving a sermon in Mississippi, and uh, I got up. Because uh, I had that, I felt the Holy Spirit come on me, you know. And my dad said, uh, "You know, you sure you know what you're doing?" <laughs> <laughs> Say, "Nope, I don't." Do no. He didn't want me to go. He didn't want me to go up there. But here's the thing: uh, like, like Gene and everybody else says, it's not something that you're instantly born into uh, some kind of matured, saved Christian.
8: No. I was
11: just born into a new life. And then I had to learn how to walk and crawl. And the problem was it took me years and years and years to walk and crawl because the only people that I had that were Christians in my life were my grandparents and everybody else that I was interacting with all week long, all day long were non-Christians. So how was I going to learn how to be a Christian without studying my Bible every day?
0: Amen. 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 Hey, Clay, you know what? You know what You know the Holy Spirit did to me? Hey Joe. You know what the Holy Spirit did to me? Turn my life upside down. That's what he <laughs> that's what he did. Yeah. If I, if I hadn't received the Holy Spirit, I'd be probably in the Ohio High School football coach's Hall of Fame by now. I probably would who knows
5: how many games I don't want. I'd rather be in the Lord's Hall of Fame. Right? So when I received the Lord, he sorry, he
0: he destroyed my life. He flipped my life upside down,
5: man. Huh? I never got mad. I never got mad. I just kind of asked him, "Dude, why?" Dude,
0: I never got mad. And I, I look at, I, I turn on the TV and I see Nick Saban, football coach
5: at Alabama, and I see all these big name football coaches, and you know what I think? They're miserable. They're miserable. I wouldn't want to be that
0: for nothing. Myra and Michelle.
9: Thank you, Coach. Uh, Today I got to go to Jesus. Um, And this might be out of topic, but my husband read your newsletter and my husband says you do such a beautiful job. You did a great job with that um, newsletter. So thank you. Wow, thanks. You're welcome. And also, um, I was saved, um, it was in the evening and, um, it was, uh, a TV evangelist. And the next day, all I can do is talk about Jesus and sing to the Lord. And mm-hmm. I want to read the Bible verse that my sister Janine Peterson gave me this morning that is very appropriate. It is written 835, uh, Romans 835 through, uh, 37. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things. In
0: all these this
9: things. things. Yes. In them. Not protected from them in them. Go ahead. Yes, coach. Thank you. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. you, coach.
0: That's God brilliant. bless you. Believe it or not. Hey, listen, if you're just hanging around out there and you went to your Methodist church your whole life, <laughs> good luck. Rochelle, come on in.
12: Thanks, coach. Um, you know, you I come in, I get to speak quite often on your show, and um, I'm usually not nervous, but For whatever reason, with this topic of uh, your testimony, (sighs) so let me just say, I'm just going to jump right in, and um, so I suffered from some childhood trauma that really did a number on me, really kept me separated from the Lord, and I was just, even if I didn't believe in him, I was mad at him, (laughs) and um, so it was much easier just to not believe in God, because then there's no accountability for anything. That's right. And and I can say I never had that joy-filled moment that some people speak about, but I did have two really profound experiences. And um, the first one, um, now this was because of my mama. She uh, was insistent on getting my children, her grandkids, to church. And I was kind of going to this church, making sure that it wasn't too over the top, that I was okay with my kids going there and um i really liked this church actually it was still to this day my favorite church and we were in there for easter Uh, don't yell at me i know it's ishtar okay we were in there for easter sunday service and um that was the day that i was convinced that a man named jesus actually rose from the dead and then that seed really started to bloom. It was it, it was safe and sound in, in some good ground, but you know, maybe the weather wasn't permitting it. It still took a while, sure. um, but ever since that, once that day, I couldn't pray without crying. Um, I would instantly realize when I was being judgmental of another person because of something that was hurt inside of me. And it took, I guess it was about 2016 when I realized how sin, was in every part of my life Amen. and i sat down and i wrote letters to all of my children apologizing and i bought bibles for everyone and i before i did that i tried to get out of it i tried to disprove the bible and i stumbled upon giants and i stum- stumbled upon the biblical earth and all of these things that i can prove beyond a shadow of a doubt and that book is the only true thing on this earth and um, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me because I was I on, I right. was tracking a path of destruction. Amen. Amen. Amen.
8: Boom, Amen.
0: Boom, Rochelle. Boom. Hey, Spencer or Jonathan, whoever the heck, I forgot already. Spencer is it. Pull up fruits, Spencer. Pull up fruits. <clears throat> Go, oh, boy. This is good, isn't it? Isn't this good? And it's good. You know what's really sad? I, I, now, look, I'm not trying to make
5: anybody feel bad. I don't care if you do, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. You don't have a born-again story? You don't have a you don't have a born-again experience? You don't have a story you can tell us? Galatians five, stand fast therefore in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free and be not entangled again
0: with a yoke of bondage. How many of you like to be uh free of bondage? Calls it a yoke, I meaning it controls everything you do. Behold, I Paul say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. And if you're counting on your religion to get you into heaven, sorry. Well, I testify again to every man that is circumcised, that he's a debtor to the whole law. If you're going to count on your on your religion to get you in, dude, you better follow every daggone rule and regulation. Because Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. If you're trusting and following everything, every dot and tittle, earning your way into heaven by that way, you ain't gonna make it, man. Christ has become of no effect of you unless unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law, you've fallen, man. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the righteous by
5: faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither is ni- <clears throat> For in Christ Jesus, there is no circumcision. Hang on a minute. What group of people
0: get circumcised?
5: Oh, I'm All right.
0: Through any Jesus, there's neither circumstance, it doesn't help you at all, nor uncircumcision. None of that matters because it's by faith which worketh by love. You did run well, by the way. You were doing really, really good, but who did hinder you? That you'd stop obeying the truth. Who hindered you? Who pulled you away from the truth? Mm, Boy, oh boy. Uh, The persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. Scroll down, John, or Spencer, I'm sorry. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. And I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever so he be. And I, brethren, if I preach if I preach the law to you, why do I suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross ceased. I would they were cut off, which trouble you. For brothers, you've been called into liberty. Only use not liberty for a chance to sin. Don't say you got saved, so I'm under
5: it's under the blood. Stop that. But by love, serve one another. For all the law, are you listening? Can you read? Are your ears stuck? For all of the law is fulfilled in one word. Even this. No, not one word, one phrase. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. Then I say then, this I say then, walk
0: in the spirit. Hey, friends, how can you walk in the spirit if you've never received the spirit? And if you walk in the spirit, you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the natural man, the flesh man, lusts against the spirit. And your spirit man lusts against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other. So you cannot do the things that you wish you could do. Why? Because you don't have the spirit of God. You have a natural man's spirit trying to will yourself to do what's right. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under any law. Wow. Why? Amen. Because the work of the flesh are manifest. So you can see the works of the flesh. What are they? Well, just look out your window. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions. These are fruit on the tree, folks. Heresies, envies, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. There's a bunch more such like of which I tell you before as i've also told you in the past that if you're doing these things you are not going to inherit the kingdom of god time out tracy what's the kingdom of god what's I'm the, kingdom, the kingdom, of god? kingdom
10: of god he's in me
0: righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost this ain't about going to heaven boys and girls this is about the fruit of the spirit righteousness those who do those things will not
5: have righteousness, peace, and joy. that's the kingdom of God, right? Wow, by the way, inherit inherit the kingdom of God, but through the spirit is love and joy, peace, long-suffering and goodness,
0: kind gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such
5: there is no law. Wow. Makes me want to weep. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts of the flesh. For if we live in the spirit, let's act like it. Let us not be devious of vainglory, or desirous of vainglory, provoking
0: one another, envying one another. What kind of fruit? What kind of fruit is your salvation producing? Jeff.
4: Spencers so, Spencer,
13: Proverbs 3, verse 5 and I'll share this. I just found, well, I had it on the shelves. Back when I was 13 years old, I went to church only because the old neighbor lady, Cora Miller, had a 1964 Nova. Two or three of us young boys on the street would ride to church with her because she drove fast. I mean, this woman drives 70, 80 miles an hour. We just thought it was fun to ride with this old lady, go to church. So I found it, I got my Bible here, they give me at that church. Presented to Jeff Klein by the Grace Brethren Church Sunday School, February 28th, 1971. Wow. I wrote in there, I was saved on February 10th, 1971 by Larry, Pastor Larry Stevens. So here I've got this. So I spent the next, well, I don't know, 25 years or 30, I don't know how long of my life, clear up until 1998, I think it was when I got saved at a big motivational seminar. All them years of my life, drinking, drugging. But I got this old Bible where I was saved when I was 30. Mm. Didn't have a clue. Didn't know what I meant. No. So here I am all these years. I was the guy in town that could round up 10 or 12 guys and take them to the and We'd sit on barstool for eight hours. I'd run them all off. They'd be gone. I was 22 beers a day, 10 joints, driving the roads drunk, flipping cars and bridges, Had my kids sleeping in a booth for six or eight hours while I'm shooting pool and everybody in the bar would say, boy, he's a good dad. (laughs) (laughs) So now here I am dragging people to church in the garage, trying to find these druggies and alcoholics, trying to get them to to find Jesus and come to the Lord. Not, you know what I mean? Full tilt for 25 years in that, the party guy. So in this Bible, I just found, get this, Proverbs three verse five. This is the only one thing in that old Bible from nineteen seventy one that was underlined. One thing. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto it thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. I was directing everybody's path straight to the bar back then.
0: Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Here's story. what I know. Here's what I know Jeff Klein is a saved man. Why? Hallelujah! Because he can articulate it. Can you articulate it? The change in your life? I used to do this and now I don't.
5: Can you do that? Because friends, that's fruit. If you don't have any fruit, you'd be dead.
14: Glenn. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Um, so I can tell you exactly when I, uh, Became a Christian, or I asked Christ to come into my life, and that was Easter Sunday, nineteen seventy-one. That was shortly after the birth of my son, who was born in February. But there's a, the backstory lead up to that. Is uh, I was a I was a dumb twenty-four year old kid that uh, was uh, I was on the side. I was an Amway distributor, and there was this Christian radio station that used to let you run a free ad. So I would run an ad. I'd, I'd call up on Saturdays and run an ad, and uh, I had a woman call me up and uh, said she wanted to buy some product. And so I met with her, sold her some products. She started asking me about my family, you know, my wife. And, and um, I told her, well, you know, uh, she's pregnant and uh, about to have our first child. And so she said, uh, oh, well, go, I'm going to pray for you guys. Maybe you'd like to come to our church. And uh, I I I blew her off. I, was, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and I really wasn't. You know, when, when college came, I stopped, you know, going Amen. to church and I wasn't doing I wasn't doing that anymore. Uh, you know, but um, so uh, my my uh, so my wife was uh, I had to bring her to the hospital. It was time for her to uh, deliver our, our son. And she called to order some product. And I said, I can't talk to you right now. I'm on my way to the hospital to, to you know, my wife's going to have the baby. And she said, oh, really? What hospital? So she sent, the day later, she sent the pastor of, the, of her church out. And uh, unbeknown to me, I wasn't there. This is the day later. And I was working. Anyway, my wife becomes Christian. She professes Christ. uh there in the hospital. And then starts reading her Bible. And then, uh, all of a, and I'm wondering, how come all of a sudden she's reading her Bible? She never, you know, we were smoking pot last week, and now she's reading <laughs> her Bible, you know. So, so, so. Um, she says to me, would you like to go to church? I said, not really. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so, but eventually came Easter, right? Everybody, if you're, you know, if you're Catholic, at least you go to church on Easter and Christmas. Okay. Okay. So again, my wife says to me, would you like to go to church? I said, okay, I'll go. Uh, so we went, so we went to this church where this woman was, a, a you know, a, uh, attended and, uh. She introduced me to her son-in-law, who, you know, he was a physicist. And, and he grew up in the Catholic Church, too. And he says to me, "Yeah, oh, you grew up in the Catholic so so you, so you went through catechism, right? And, you know, and he says, well, you, then, you know, you believe that Jesus is the son of God, don't you? I said, yeah. And so he asked me all these leading questions that, that I agreed to. And then he, then he says to me, well, if you believe all that, is there any reason why you wouldn't want to accept Christ into your life? And I couldn't think of a reason. (laughs) And so he led me to Christ. And I tell you, on the way home, I knew something had changed because I felt like somebody had lifted off a a, a sack of of bricks off my back. And I knew that there was a change. And then from then, you know, everything didn't just automatically change in my life, but gradually, back then, the pastor would actually come to your house and then he would come and sit down with us and told us, you know, how to how to raise our kids in a Christian family and what we should do and how, you know, and uh, that began that began a long road.
8: Amen. <laughs> <It did>. <laughs> Amen. <laughs>
0: Stephanie, can you come in real quick? James Thomas, you come on in and Stephanie, I'd like to get you and go, James.
10: Hey, coach, I'm feeding the grandson. But, yeah, I can talk for a minute. Go more. Okay, <laughs> Stephanie, let
0: James come in first. Go ahead, James. OK, OK.
15: Yeah, I. It's a, some really good testimonies. Uh, thank you, Coach, for yes. what you do. Um, realistically, I got—I would say—I was born again before the foundation of the world.
8: <laughs> you yeah. know,
15: Christ predestined me. Uh, he predestined a lot. Those who are going to get in are, were predestined before the world was ever created. But I, it was manifested in '79. I mean, I had a praying granny. I had a granny who prayed and, and uh, brought me to Jesus really as a child and going up to, you know, I I had a, I'd be out drinking, doing drugs, pray, uh, singing Amazing Grace. It was, the seed was <laughs> in yeah. my heart. Yep. So anyway, yep. uh, to make a long story short, 79, I married, I was doing PCP uh, and I married this girl who was pregnant with a, a baby because I wanted to get away from where I was, but. 1970, we had she had left me after a year. Uh, in 1979, I had a two-year-old son. We had a we had a son two year, and two-year, when he was two-year-old, she left him with a babysitter. The babysitter sexually molested him and killed him. Wow. <laughs> so I had to look at my two-year-old son uh, in a coffin, and and the Holy Spirit through other people, and really what He said to me. Was this is your time? You, it, it, this is your day of salvation. Yeah. So, from that period in uh, May of 1979 to probably where I am today, but uh, holy, you know, God says I, I will make all things new. Amen. Amen. I, I was what, a new. I be, I became a new creation. What about that the change,
0: was, right, James? What about I, the change, folks? Look, I'm up against the clock. Patriot Party News, we've got to get off that, off that neck. We're going to keep streaming here. Uh, what about the change? What about the change? Can you testify? Can you stand and testify of how your life changed when Jesus Christ entered into you? Is there fruit of
5: your salvation? Have a great weekend. See you on Monday.